It's the place you go when you finish your show Where your two best friends, our names are Max and Ben We're self-proclaimed television experts It's reality alert And here's the guy who you never want to break a pinky promise with Danny Louisa, everybody <laughs> What's up, everybody? How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you, Danny? I'm very well. I'm very well. And it's, uh, what is it? Friday morning? Friday morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Afternoon. Afternoon. Afternoon, I think. Yeah. Now, did you forget to add in the no takesies backsies with the pinky promise? Was that, you know should you have done that? Listen, I've never done these pinky promises since like high school. But I was told <laughs> by Mia they meant the world to her and she doesn't break them. So Whoa. It, hurt. it hurt when she broke it. Did she cross her heart and hope to die and stick a needle in her eye? Did she do that too? Because you know that's uh... to that extent. To that extent. But I mean, cameras in the room, so technically that counts, no? <laughs> yeah. Cameras, speakers, something. You know, come on. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was told. Well, I saw. You know, we didn't like kiss it and seal it or something like that. I don't know. I yeah. guess yeah, you should have done that or pact. you should have done a, a blood pact, we were saying yeah. I think. The blood yeah, pact. That would have been that would have been the kiss of death for me. That yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad we broke that pinky promise. Right. Yes. What signs do you do you what is your astrological sign? I'm a Sag, Sagittarius. So what are Sag is supposed to date? Gemini's. Oh, oh, so Gemini's and wow. Aries, Gemini and Aries. So Those do you like think our, that like, you should? The stars have failed you, Danny. So you, so you think you should? Not date once, off. not twice, not three times, but four times. <laughs> you curse the stars now, right? Every oh day you God. curse the stars in the heavens above. I literally, like, I literally punch the air. <laughs> literally. So what signs do you go after now? I really, I try to make that the last question nowadays. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know if like someone's just like messing with me. If like Ashton Kutcher's in the background, like <laughs> send him another Gemini. Let's see how this works. <laughs> so I just don't ask anymore. And just let's, let's keep rolling with that. It's, it's, it's kind of not worked, but maybe sooner or later it will. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting cold. <laughs> We have everything. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh, well, I have the major question of the season. Let's go. Are you really from Staten Island? And are you an electrician? All right. So, <laughs> Instagram so... says you're a crypto investor slash security person from New York slash Miami. So I don't know if this question I, is appropriate. I don't know. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is very edgy. <laughs> okay. So I was born in Brooklyn, lived there until I was about like 12 years old. And then I moved to Staten Island and I was in Staten Island from like 12 to 30 when I moved down to Miami last year. So, I mean, kind of say I did, I did time in Brooklyn and I did time in Staten Island. I see. Yeah. So, so are you an electrician? Like, yes, I was an electrician. I was a plumber and I was a carpenter in New York. When I okay. came down to Miami, um, over busting my ass for money when I could do crypto, sit home three, four days out of the week, day trade on crypto, and then 
the other three days of the week, I'll just, you know, I work the front door at a club and it gives me networking connection all over Miami. So it was like a no brainer. I'm making more money now in Miami doing minimal work compared to putting in 60 hours a week in New York, busting my ass. So okay. it was one of those things where it was like, yeah. Yeah. So you but hopped on the you hopped on the Dogecoin trade is what exactly. or train is what I, you're saying. <laughs> hold on. If I stayed you on the put everything Doge into Doge, right? If I stayed on the damn Doge train for another week, I probably wouldn't have been on the show because I'd be a millionaire right now. I sold, <laughs> I literally sold millions of coins when it hit two cents. And a week later, it went good, seven I think that's smart. I do. No, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm so upset about that. No, I, but if I you, if you, if you, day. if you made all that money, then you would have like kept it in Doge, thinking it's going to keep going, and then you would have been fucked. <laughs> yeah. What um, if you just held on? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I I don't got uh, diamond hands. <laughs> I don't got diamond hands. <laughs> millions of dollars in that account. Yeah. Sold like I sold for fourteen thousand. Mm-hmm. I sold for fourteen thousand. I would have been doing backflips for a million. Do you work with uh, uh, Tamaris at all with crypto stuff? She's really into the the NFTs. Into the NFTs. She's the queen of JPEGs. She's yeah. big in that, and that's like I said, that goes back to that networking thing. Like in Miami, there's so many crypto like events that we always have down here, and like NFT events. So. Tamaris kind of does her own thing with that. She's like very much on a higher level with that than I am. Way oh. higher level. Like me, I'm just, I'm on the apps. My app's on my phone, that's it. I'll show up to a couple events, I'll meet people, I'll buy a coin when somebody tells me about it. But Tamaris is on a whole nother level with that. Well, I she said be, she was going to turn, to be on she said level. she was going to turn Tom's journal into an NFT, all 84 pages of it. So... Are you gonna are you gonna get in on that? You gonna buy a page? <laughs> Tom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. Um I mean me and Mercedes roomed with Tom. So me and Mercedes, I think we got enough of the journal. Feels like my stomach. <laughs> uh how did you end up on FBoy Island though? Did you were so, you you know what happened? Casted through a casting reality, uh, casting. What's it called? Casting call. Um, she hit me up on there, asked me if I'd be interested in doing reality TV, and I was like, Nah, I'm honestly good. I have a ton of friends, ton of family that do reality TV, and they've always told me the same thing: you don't come off looking good on it. Like nobody comes <laughs> off looking good on it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And I'm like. And she's like, no, trust me. She's like, this is different. This is a really good show. And there's no way you could look bad on this show. I was like, oh, okay. Like, What's the name of it? F-Boy Island. I'm like, click. I'm like, never mind. Conversation over. The name of the show alone was like bad in itself. You want me to go on a show called F-Boy Island and I'm sitting here looking for love? Like, so she casted me. Um, she came back to me again. She hit me up again. She's like, listen, uh, we're really, really interested in you. Is there anything that I could do to make you change your mind? And at the time, me and my ex-girlfriend were in like a war, even though I was down in Florida and she was up in New York, we were in like a war. And I just was so pissed that day. And I was like, 
fuck it. I'm going to be spiteful as fuck, get on a reality TV show, blow the fuck up, and make her hate her life. And Jesus. Yeah, it, it worked out to the T. It worked out to the T. But, um, yeah, I got on reality TV like that. I went on. I was like, yo, I'm, I want to be a nice guy. And um, she just looked at me sideways and was like, you're covered from head to toe in tattoos. She's like, you have slick bag grease hair, a full beard. You're from Staten Island, New York, and you live in Miami, Florida. Name one, one example of you being a nice guy. And I was just like, fuck, you made a really good point. <laughs> you make a really good point there. <laughs> there is no justifying a nice guy in that situation. So I was like, okay, I could be the reformed nice guy like Casey. And she's like, we can roll with that. But yeah, the so that's whole, how I got casted. The whole show, uh, me and my girlfriend were like, Mia cannot be like surprised that he's an F boy. He's from Staten Island. Like, there's <laughs> no excuse. Thank you. Come on. I mean, that's why if you watch the show, there was never a single moment where I said, I'm not an F boy and I am a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Never said it once. Yeah. Never once did I say that. Cause I was like, no way it was that you lied to me. When? I never told you I was a nice guy. And I never said I wasn't an F boy. Pete said it, what, like a hundred times? I came here as a nice guy. I'm not an F boy. I'm here as a nice guy this time. Not once did you get me saying that. Not once. I refused to say it. So you just said that you have a lot of friends and family who have done reality TV. Can you tell us oh. about those people? I know that we know about Angelina, one of them, but I want to yeah, hear so. about. I want okay. So how do you know Angelina? Yeah, let's start. So with that. obviously, Staten Island's small. It's ten miles long. We're the same age. Everybody from Staten Island migrates and herds. So if <laughs> what. Go ahead, chew the cow sound. Because you're animals. <laughs> you, have, you have ponies, don't you, Max? <laughs> you have some horses in there, don't you? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so everybody in Staten Island migrates like herds. If one person goes to one bar, everybody goes to that bar. Like, if one person goes to the movie to watch this movie, everybody goes to the movie to watch that movie. It's like zombies. No one could figure out what they want to do for themselves. So during the winter, everybody's at this one bar. It's called, it, well, it used to be play sports bar. Now it's district. Every, and the bar is literally, if I could, like, I can't even explain the size of it, but it's like that big. And the entire Staten Island population from 21 to 32 is just squished. Right <laughs> the bar. Just squished. Um, and then once the summer comes, everybody goes to the Jersey shore. Everybody from Staten Hell Island yeah. migrates down to the Jersey shore. So I've just ran into Angelina a million times over the years. And just from saying hi, crossing paths, we became friends. I follow her on Instagram. We talk on Instagram. Then, um, I met Chris on, at the Jersey shore with her at Tiki, Martel's Tiki bar. It's just, we all just... Just Staten Island. Everybody knows everybody. Everyone talks to everybody. Everybody hangs out with everybody. It's just a small crew. And um, pretty much everybody was like invited to Angelina's wedding too. So it was like, that's another thing. But um, yeah. It migrated to years. Angelina's wedding. Everybody, uh, everyone migrated <laughs> to the wedding. 
but um but yeah that's pretty much just being on Staten Island that's how I know her I know Vinny as well um my cousin is Peachy from Double Shot of Love I don't know if you've seen Double Shot of Love I haven't no that's crazy okay so that's you um, have Max (laughs) that's with Paulie D and Vinny okay was that the dating show yes Yes, yes, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. So there's two seasons of it. So my friend Kate Lapidra was on the first one. She was the redhead in the leopard dress. I don't remember that well. I just remember the show. But yeah. Okay. So she was on the first season. And then my cousin Peachy was on the second season and she came in second place. So she lost. She had the same outcome as me. Made it to the finals <laughs> and lost. So we kept it in the family. <laughs> So you and Angelina, you were you really only ever just friends, or did anything go further? Only just friends. Nothing else ever happened. Ever. That's disappointing. Like, <laughs> nobody <laughs> believes me. I'm like, yo, she's literally my friend. Like Chris was on the phone with us, like as we were driving to the wedding. Like <laughs> literally, like she's literally just a friend. I again, we'll go back to that whole spite thing with my ex girlfriend. Yeah, that was like a big fuck you, you know? Like, hey, I'm at a wedding with Angelina. What are you up to? <laughs> but that was also the biggest clue that you were an F boy besides the Staten Island thing. Hanging out with a Jersey Shore cast member. That's the F boy energy. Come on. Mia should have just been like, okay, I know you're an F boy. Like Angelina from the Jersey Shore. Come on. But I we admitted it already. No, we revealed before that. Uh, that was well, in, in terms of the show, that was right before. Okay, yeah, yeah, but that was yeah. like that was like a week. Yeah, it was like a week in like, she already knew I was an F boy for like a week. Uh, I, I, I so no I have... idea they were doing that. No idea they were putting her in there. I didn't even think about it. Like, let me delete her off my social media so this doesn't didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> What did she think about being on the show? Did she message you about it? So supposedly there was more to it that wasn't put on. She called me when I came back from the show and she's like, hey, she's like, I'm going to be on the show. I'm like, on the show? So they, they called me during the show. Like, So the producers of F-Boy Island, a lot of the producers and camera people and audio people do Jersey Shore as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some of the producers hit her up and some of the audio people were like, yo, Danny's on the show, your friend Danny. And she was like, oh, and they were like, yo, do you mind like doing an interview? So you're like, kind of like how Garrett and his girlfriend did. Oh, wow. Okay. After her thing. They did that with Angelina, but they never showed it. Oh, oh they should have showed it. That's ridiculous. That's what I thought. Oh, I that would have like, been that great TV. Great. That's what I thought, but they didn't show that. But supposedly Angelina had an interview on the show, like confirming that me and her are just friends. I guess they wanted the drama and they wanted the audience to think that me and her had a relationship. So her confirming it kind of sure, kills that sure. drama in a way. Yeah. That that would have, she should have shown up to the Island and she should have had like all of her clothes and trash bags, you know, <laughs> she should have shown up in like, <laughs> <laughs> I think she was filming all-star short at the time. So yeah, okay. oh, I love Angelina. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, a lot of people from New Jersey and from New Jersey are ashamed of the Jersey Shore, but not me. I'm all for it. It's the it's the I greatest. Understand why? Like they, I know they honestly put them on the map. Like the Jersey Shore was big, but like 
that like exploded. How many? Think about how many like teenagers go to the shore now just to like go to the house, the shore house. Exactly to go to Club Karma. You know, it's helping tourism. <laughs> says Club Karma. <laughs> Club Karma. I think that's just like a building now. I don't even know if it's rented out anymore. It's a historic it's a landmark. We must protect it, the building. Right? You know, you have to save the, you have to save the landmark. <laughs> this is the spot where JWoww peed. Yeah. Why does every podcast we down. do have to go this direction, Max? Why we does have it always have to end up talking about the Jersey Shore? We have to protect the bar <laughs> where Snooki got punched in the face. You know, that's, that's another historic landmark. <laughs> well, I showed my mother that when it came out years ago. My mom was in utter shock. She's like, this is what they have on TV now? Fast forward 15 <laughs> later, your son's a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What what does what did your mom think about you on the show? So, this is actually funny. I don't know how much you want to get into this right now, or sure. if you want to do like you further do. questions. Okay. So, um, I never told my mother the name of the show. I kept it on the low. I just told her it was an HBO Max TV show. And when I came home from the island, me and Mia were dating. So, in my mother's head, I won the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my hilarious. mom's thinking I won the whole show because I'm back with my girlfriend. I'm came off the show with my girlfriend. <laughs> She's like, you're my buying, you're buying me a car. <laughs> my mom was shocked when she saw the finale. Yeah. Shocked, shocked. But um, but yeah. So my mom found out what the name of the show was when the show came out when I started promoting for it, and um. Yeah, she wasn't too happy to tell people that her son was on Fuckboy Island after bragging about me being on an HBO TV show for the last six months. <laughs> so just think about like having to tell friend, like your girlfriend, my son's on Fuckboy Island. Yeah. She thought you were going to be on the Game of Thrones spinoff, right? That's yeah. I think she was thinking more like The Bachelor or Bachelorette, maybe like Love Island, but like... <laughs> Where I have to announce how many people I've slept with and who I'm gonna fuck, kill, and marry. Um, yeah, I don't think she was expecting that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad they cut out the whole scene where I talk about how big my dick is. I'm, I'm glad not. that that got cut. I'm very no, I am. That was in truth the burn. That was. In well, truth this burn. is a little awkward. Danny's mom, come on in. Oh no, wait, <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> okay, let's let's get something straight though. So. Last week, we had Mia on the podcast, and she told us that her and Peter tried to date after the show, and she didn't mention that you and her had dated at all. Now, since then, uh, j just to be honest, you, you, had, you had messaged us and told her that you and her had dated and she did do it uh we, we learned on reddit uh we missed this but she did do an uh an instagram live ahead of this interview and let people know that you and her did in fact date so this has been announced by mia but now you are also confirming that you and mia dated after the show how soon after the show were you dating I was in the I was in the airport. Sorry that you cut out for a second. How soon? 48 hours after the show ended. So the show ended, the finale happened, and um after the finale happened, we all went out together. Like the final the final six guys and the three girls, there was a club 
in um, Mexico. We all went out to the club. We all hung out. And, um, you know, true colors come out. You know, guys are dancing with girls because we don't have to compete for them anymore. And we just got shut down. So guys, guys that didn't win are out doing their thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. now you have Peter and Mercedes who kind of, you know, are stuck with their respected girls now and they can't enjoy the nightclub the way the rest of the guys are. And, you know, so some of the guys wandered off and Mia was kind of left by herself. And me being the nice guy that I am, I gave up my free time after getting rejected on national TV to hang out with her and not leave her in the booth by herself. So we just hung out. We were dancing by ourselves. It was me and her. We so hung Peter out. Peter walked out on her like pretty quickly. Yes. I mean, you know, it is a, 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 a continuous thing, Peter walking away from Mia. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I hung out with her and I asked her, where's Pete? And she's like, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen him in a minute. And I'm like, well, we're all leaving. I'm like, let me walk you to the van because we all had separate. So the winners, they went to a hotel. They had their own hotel room. They did their own thing. And the guys, me, Casey, Nico, and um, Benny, we all went back to a separate hotel room. So we had our own cab and the three girls and Pete and Mercedes had their own cab. And um, I walked her back to the cab and she straight up in the spot. She's like, I wish I picked you. I'm like, this is like six hours ago. Why is this on your head? Like, whatever, it's over with, it's done. And she's like, I just messed up. I should have picked you. I love you. I want to be with you. I messed up. And pretty much she picked Pete because she wanted the clout. She knew that she would have a bigger social media presence if she went out with Pete, who's a model, who's already been on the show, who's probably going to get verified in the next four days. And, you know, she looked at it from a business aspect a business aspect and not from her heart. Did so she, she say this after, to you or you are you assuming this or did she say this to you? I'm assuming that. I don't know mm-hmm. why she picked Pete, especially if six hours later she's telling me she loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what aspect. I'm just, I'm assuming right now mm-hmm. that it was a cloud thing because honestly, on the show, it was in the bag. Everybody knew I was winning. There was not a single person on the show that thought they had a chance. Even Pete. If you watch Pete's face when she says his name, he's shocked. I'm shocked. He's shocked. Like, we literally sat in the living room, all six of us, the night before the finale. And we were all like, all right, so Sadie's wins, Nico. Uh, Sadie's wins, Danny wins, and Casey wins. That's, that's the winning crew. It was confirmed. Pete confirmed it. I confirmed it. Casey confirmed it. Nico, Benedict, Mercedes. We all knew who was winning. So when she picked him, everybody was shocked. If you watch, they zoom in on Nico and Casey's face, and they're just like, everybody was shocked. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, yeah it, was, it was not shocking at all for viewers the way the edit was. Especially uh, so with the way the mansplain was edited. Yeah. Pete, they, they, they showed nothing about Pete getting roasted neither. Like, Pete got hit. Like, Pete didn't just walk in there the whole, you know, silence is you know volume silence is volumes or whatever mia said there was no silence pete got a little bit like it wasn't as bad as mine but pete got a little bit and to touch up on those topics you know the whole dumb bitch situation i've gotten text messages from each guy that talks shit about me at the man's playing apologizing to me and telling me that they lied and i had those texts and i showed me those texts so mia knows 
I even who? have Jabrian's text message where he says he endorsed the wrong guy and wished he told me to pick me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you didn't. So once and for all, you did not call me a dumb bitch. No, I did not. I okay. did when I found out she was cheating on me. Does that count? Uh, it was kind of heat of the moment. So I this was, was later. So this wasn't during the show. No. no, no. Well, was, so, yeah. so, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, we're, we're, we're picking up a little too quick here, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, let me slow down. No. I'm anxious. I'm like, look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But um, no, I didn't call her on the show at all. No. Okay, so so let let's get back to where we are. We're at the van, and you're you're taking her, uh, taking her to the van, she, and she's she saying she wishes she, she had picked you. And she gets in the van with Pete, and she goes back to the hotel, and us guys go back to our hotel. Next day, we all have flights. Lucky for me, which makes no sense how, because Tamaris lives in Miami and Luis lives in Miami. But lucky for me, I had a 16-hour delay at Houston Airport after the show. So for 16 hours, while every other cast member is home, I'm sitting in the Houston Airport for 16 hours. And Mia FaceTimes me out of nowhere. And I pick up the phone. I'm like, what's up? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry about what? She's like, how everything went down. She's like, I should have chose you. You should have came home with me. I messed up. And I was like, yo, Mia, I'm like, it is what it is. You know, she's like, no, I feel bad. She's like, I know how it's going to come out. I know how it's going to look on the show. Everyone's going to wish that I picked you. And this is coming from the thought process. Like I said, I had a 50 point lead the whole show, like, like Mercedes did. So she's thinking it's going to be aired the same way that they shot it. Like she thought everyone was going to see that I had that 50 point lead that Mercedes had. And um, so she's apologizing to me. She's like, I'm going to look stupid. Everyone's going to see like how much you really cared for me, how much, you know, how much our relationship really meant to me as well. And blah, 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 all this shit. And um, it is what it is at this point. You know, I was real about it. You know, you did whatever you had to do. And that's that. She's like, you were real about it. I'm like, yeah. She's like, so come to Delaware. I'm like, come to Delaware. She's like, come to Delaware. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the airport right now on a 16 hour delay. I'm sure I can get a quicker flight to Delaware right now. And she's like, do it. I'm like, okay, fine. I went right up to the, the host end. I was like, hey, can I switch my flight? I want to go to Delaware instead of Miami. And um, so HBO covers your flight to Cabo and home. So I had to call producers. I had to get the flight switched through them and they switched it to Delaware and I went to Delaware and I spent the week at Mia's family's house. I met her father, I met her mother, I met her brother, I met both her brothers. I met her cousins. We went out to dinner. I paid for her family's dinner. The entire dinner I covered myself. Keep in mind, I didn't win $50,000. And it was just, you know, the start of our relationship. And then when it was time for me to go back to Miami, I asked her, I'm like, yo, do you want to come back with me? I'm like, I have an apartment. I'm like, my roommate, his girlfriend lives with us. You know, you can stay with us too. You know, it's not a big deal. We have a big, we have, Three bedroom, three bathroom apartment. I'm like, come stay. I don't know. Do you think it's a good idea? What about, you know, the public? What if they see us? I'm like, what does it matter? If you want to be with me, what does it matter what the public thinks? And she was like, okay, you know, fine. So we moved back to Miami, moves into my apartment. And, you know, we started our relationship in Miami. And uh, we dated from, I want to say, March until about June. March to June, we dated. And um, I had this gut feeling 
So let me actually let me backtrace real quick. So Peter and her completely stopped talking. There was no communication. And me and Pete are boys. So me and Pete would talk every day. And then she'd text Pete and Pete would be run red. So she would fight with me because I was friendly with Pete and Pete would ignore her. So we would literally fight over Peter because I was friends with him. So what was the situation with Pete then? Because we we haven't really heard too much about Pete in this story, except for that he sort of walked off on her in Mexico. You know, like what's 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 going through his mind during this time? Because like, again, as viewers, what we saw in the show was that she was head over heels for him and he was head over heels for her. And uh, it felt that way from start to finish, especially in the early on game. Like, I, I was also curious, I wanted to ask, did you, how did you feel early on about Peter and Mia's relationship on the show in the early stages of the game? Because she was a big fan of his, you know? So right off, so I don't know what Pete and her relationship was after the show. Like I said, he kind of walked away from her at the club in Mexico. She hit me up when I was in the airport. I came to Delaware right off the rip. Um, I don't really know. I never really brought Mia up to Pete because she's not a part of our friendship. You know what I mean? Like me and Pete are friends. We don't got to talk about our ex-girlfriend, like literally our ex-girlfriend. So it's like, you know, we don't really got to have that conversation. So it was never really brought up like how he felt about Mia or what the situation was with Mia. I mean, all I could really say is at the end of the day, you know, he won the competition. That's it. You know, I don't know what his intentions are, what they were, what they weren't, but you know, he won. Period. End story. You know. Okay. Yeah. But um, but what was the other question you asked? The other question was, was, I was um, just like the early oh, the stages beginning. of the game. Yeah, like what what was your thoughts on Peter and Mia's relationship because they seem pretty into each other, like really into so, each other. So, so they don't show it, but the first like right right before like Brochella. I um I walk right up to Mia. I had I was attracted to Mia right off the rip. Mia was the girl I wanted from jump. I go right up to Mia. I start talking to her, and I got and I thought this was gonna happen on camera. I'm so glad it didn't. I'm so glad it didn't. You saw how Asante got like that red f boy alert thing for not having a girlfriend. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was about to happen to me in this scene. So, me and her are talking the first day. We're talking and she's like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm into NFTs. I'm into crypto. I do. And she just got up and she's like, F boy and walks away. I was like. <laughs> because of NFTs oh and my... crypto? That's... <laughs> silly. Just silly. But that, she hit me with that. She hit me with the F boy. You're an F boy. I'm done with this You said Dogecoin to the moon and she just got right up and walked yeah. away. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, damn. I'm like. <laughs> There goes the one girl I was like really into. I'm like, so I looked at Mikey D and I was like, want to fuck shit up? And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, clearly the girl I wanted isn't interested in me. I'm like, Mercedes is my boy and he was all in on Luis already. Um, and you know, Tamara's, me and Tamara's, we established a friendship right off the rip. Like I was like, yo, from New York and Miami, both into NFTs, both into that like, you know, club life. I'm like, me and you are going to be friends. Cool great you keep me around for as long as you possibly can and i'll give you any dumb information i find out in the house and it was like perfect and they didn't show that neither but me and me and tamaris made that deal right off the rip and um 
So once Mia like hit me with that red flag, I'm like, okay, so I have no chance of going far on this show. So the only thing that I could do now is just make a name for myself. So Mikey D started the whole, you know, Pete thing with the whole, you know, I don't like that Pete's back. He had his time on his island. And just because he got knocked off first seat, first episode, doesn't mean he should be back again. And I was like, you know what? Back on that. Let's, let's have some fun with this. And my intentions were, like I said, I wanted to be with, I, I liked Mia. I was attracted to Mia. I wanted to be with Mia. And I was like, how can I come off? as a dick, but as a nice dick at the same time. And I was like, you know, I don't think Pete's there for me as well being. And that's how I rolled with it. But I was honestly pissed off that she shut me down. I thought I was getting F-boy alerted. And, uh, and Pete, like, had way too much time with her. Like, at Brochella, Pete and her were together for like three hours, two to three hours like upstairs in that back room. No one could talk to Mia. Like if anybody even tried to go up the steps to talk to Mia, producers like Nacho, like she'll be down in a minute. And it's like, so it literally became a competition of 26 on two, like 26 guys and two girls. That was the competition for the first like four days. I see. So they were, they were pretty uh, attached to each other. <laughs> what was the turning point for you, for you and Mia? Uh, that first date, that one-on-one date, my elimination, my elimination was that, that first elimination was my turning point because, Mm -hmm. so they write down who they are going to eliminate prior to the eliminations. So I was honestly a little upset, like, because I didn't know if she was going to send me home or John home. And I mean, you look at John, man, shredded, good looking guy, you know, younger than me. And it's like, fuck. I'm up against this guy right now and he self eliminates himself. So now I'm sitting there in my head, like, was I getting sent home? Is it even worth me putting in effort with this girl? If she was going to send me home and she showed me the paper where she had John's name down. So she really was sending John home. John was the one going home. So me speaking my truth, me getting my answers and giving her the answers why I acted the way I did got me the one-on-one date the next, the next day. And then the one-on-one date, I got to explain what I want in the future, what I'm here for, what I've been through. And it just, it literally was just a slow rise. And then once the panic attack thing happened, that's when I sealed the deal. It was mine for the taking. For that first ceremony, when you asked her, so like John begs, John says he doesn't want to like beg, you know, in his own words. And then you say, I want to hear what you were going to say to me anyway. Did you really want to hear what she had to say? Or was that like strategy on your part? What was your thought process in that? So I knew why I was up there. Yeah. I knew why I was up there. Because you and Mikey D, you seemed like you were more there for Mikey D than for her, which it seems like from what you're saying at that point, it was true. (laughs) It was. It was. At that point, I was like, yo, Mikey, let's... Let's get on the map here. Yeah. Staten Island, Jersey. Let's pop the fuck off. The beast from the east. Let's go. Beast from the east. Let's do it. Let's go crazy. And then the one-on-one date. And I was like, okay. I'm like, hey, Mikey. I'm like, the girl I was interested in just took me to the one-on-one date. He's like, so let's, So now you watch. If you watch, I switch up and Mikey D becomes Michael DeCassian, not Mikey D. So once she saw that I was in yes, the, the game, big transformation from Mike yeah, to Michael, he, yeah. he tries. 
Yeah. <laughs> Both were trying now. It went from let's get some clout and fuck shit up to, oh, wait, we actually got a chance now. We could actually both win this. And now Tamara's being my friend. You should really give Mikey a chance. Mikey's not the, the guy you think he is. He's just, he's the same as me. We have tattoos. We're portrayed as this guy. Mikey's a good guy. Go after Mikey. So that's why you see Tamara's turn around and say, and you told me he didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> because I was in Tamara's ear the entire time. Mikey, 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 Mikey. Get Mikey D. Pick Mikey D. Mikey D's good. You know, Tom's too young for you. Tom likes you, but he's too young. You know, I don't know what your connection is with Jabrian. I love Jabrian, but, you know, it seems like you guys don't have a romantic connection. Mikey D's the way to go. And I kept pushing Mikey D on her. Pushing. And Nikki P fucked us. Fucked us. Because there was no shot in hell me and Mikey weren't going to the end. And supposedly... It's so funny that you guys had this, like, alliance. (laughs) Me and Mikey D would run the beach every day without our microphones on, no cameras, no nothing. And we would game plan. We spoke. I knew Mikey D was an F-boy. He knew I was an F-boy. We game plan. And once he was gone... I already caught feelings for me at that point. So it was kind of like an easy transition for me. It went from a game to, wow, I like this girl and I want this relationship now. And like the money was never a thing. Like there's a scene that they cut where I told her like, yo, if you don't trust that I'm going to keep the money, like that if you think I'm going to, now this is before we revealed. I'm like, if you think I'm an F boy and you think I'm going to keep the money, I'll sign a contract right now that, I'll give you all rights to the 100K. So when I reveal I'm an F-boy, she turns around and looks at me dead in the face on camera in front of everyone and goes, I'll pick you if you sign that contract. And obviously producers couldn't put that on, but I had a game plan, bro. (laughs) I had a t-shirt line made and ready that signed the contract. Son of a bitch, they didn't (laughs) air it. I'm like, you fucked me not once, but twice. <laughs> and now some kids in another country are wearing them, just like the losers of a NBA championship. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> I'm like, man, sign the contract. It would have been a great clothing brand. All right. I, I, I'm still curious about this whole you you and Mia dating thing, because it's blowing my mind. So you, you dated okay. from March to to, to June. June. What yes, what okay. happened? All right, so we were dating. Everything was going really good. We were having a great relationship. Um, all my friends met Mia. All my friends thought I won the show. They, everybody, <laughs> everybody thought I won, dude. That's so. I you broke a, your NDA. Well, no, because I didn't tell anybody I won, and I didn't tell anybody I lost. Oh, but everyone assumed. Just, yeah, <laughs> everyone just assumed. That's why. Hey, you assume you make an ass out of you and me. So, That's true. Now you're the ass when you watch it, and so I lost. But, um, so everybody assumed that I won and, um, me and her were going about our lives. Everything was good. And she got into this funk out of nowhere. And she told me about it. She reached out to me about it, like text wise. And she was like, you know, I have nobody down here. I don't have friends the way you do. I can't go out. Um, you know, she literally would just stay in her, in the bed all day long. Like she wouldn't get up. She didn't have a job at the point. At this point, I was covering all the bills. I was doing all the work. I would go to work every night. She'd stay home. And um, she kind of, I guess, I don't know how to word it, but she just fell into like this little rut where she was just comfortable with misery, I guess you could say. Like, I'd come home midday, 
nighttime, morning, whatever time I'd come in the house from back from the gym, back from work, back from whatever I had to do, she'd always be in bed, lights off. And I was like, like, what's going on? Like, you're not the same person you were on the show anymore. What's going on? And it was just very awkward. And then all of a sudden she starts sleeping out. I'm at my friend's house. I'm at my friend's house. I'm at my friend's house. Okay, cool. I'm not that boyfriend. I'm not going to be like, who's your friend? Where are you? What do you mean? Why aren't you coming home? You're out. You're out. Do your thing. You're an adult. Um, Just respect me. And I had this gut feeling for months. And I don't know if y'all plan on talking to Tom, but if y'all talk to Tom, he knows about it because I texted him for months. I have this gut feeling this girl is playing me. I'm paying for rent. I'm paying for food. I'm paying for gas. I'm driving her everywhere. She never comes home anymore. I'm always sleeping by myself in the bed. Something's going on. I have this gut feeling. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, my last girlfriend, when I confronted her about cheating, she broke up with me on the spot. So I was like, even though, listen, I don't condone this. I was wrong for it. It wasn't the right move. But I went out and cheated back. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to play this whole, I'm going to confront her and talk to her because of what happened to me in my past. I'm just going to match energy. You cheat, I'm going to cheat. And that's what happened. So we both went on this little cheating spree for about three weeks. And um, she brought, so she cheated on me with a girl. And um, it wasn't a guy, it was a girl. And she actually came to our apartment one day to pick something up because she was going out to dinner with her coworkers. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I could just see it on her face. I'm like, something's wrong with you. And she's like, no, no, you know, I'm just gonna go out to eat real quick. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go throw the garbage out. She's like, no, 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 don't throw the garbage out. I'll throw the garbage out. I'm like, you never throw the garbage out. I always throw the garbage out. I got it. She's like, no, 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 I'm gonna throw it out. I'm gonna throw it out. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, go ahead. I sat down on the couch, I put the TV on. I waited like literally, dude, five seconds. I thought, I, I counted in my head. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm like, she's, I open the door, I go outside, walk over to her car. She's kissing this person in the car. And at first, I'm like, is that Peter? This girl is identical to Peter, just with tattoos identical to Peter. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Pete got tatted? I'm like, Pete's in Florida? It doesn't hit me up. And Pete and me are together. So I tap on the window and I'm like, oh shit, that's not Peter. That's a girl uh, that, that looks just like Peter. So I snap out. I pack her shit. I'm like, get out of my apartment. I've been paying rent for you for months. I've been driving you to work every day on my gas bill. Like the girl didn't have a car down here, nothing. I had to go drop her off at work in the morning, 8 a.m. So I work. Till 3 a.m. I'm a club bouncer. Come home at four in the morning, sleep for two hours, wake up, drive her to work, come back home, sleep, and then have to drive back to go pick her up after she's done with work. So it was one of those things where this was my routine every day. I got used to it. I'm pissed right now that you're cheating on me after I'm doing all this bullshit for you. So I packed all her stuff, she left, and then I watch y'all interview. And I'm just like, you lied about everything. You and Peter never dated. And Peter was upset about that because he didn't want that out in the world that him and her dated for three months when she was with me for those three months. Um, she lied about the whole I love you as a person thing. I never told Danny I love him. I can't even think about how many times this girl has told me that she loves me more than anything in this world and wants to marry me. On the show, she asked me to propose to her. 
on the show, on cameras, like, will you propose to me at the end of this if I pick you? And I was like, um, maybe we should work on things off the island first and see how that goes. And one of the producers, like, like clocked in. They were like, yo, cut, come. They're like, guys, this isn't The Bachelor. There's no proposal at the end of this. This is Fuckboy Island. Like, it's not going to happen. Go back to rolling. Okay, cool. But it's like, so watching y'all interview and all the shit she said about, like, how she only loved me as a person, yeah. it blew my mind. Because this girl wanted me to literally propose to her at the end of the show. This girl made me, not made me, but begged me to fly to Delaware as soon as the show ended. There were so many things that happened that nobody knew about. So for me to watch that interview with you guys and her, it was just like a slap in the face. And I was like, damn. After everything, after me protecting you after I caught you cheating, after everything, that's how you go and do me on a on an interview? So, so it was just... It was messed up. I, I, I think we 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 like <laughs> you clearly you guys have been through a, a big whirlwind of a relationship. Yeah. And definitely from what we've heard from both of you and everything, you two have been through a lot. And we, we, we can't really imagine what, what both of you have been through. We've heard, you know, obviously a lot Our from side, you. my side and the truth. Y yes, you know, we we obviously haven't really heard from Mia's side because she didn't really want to reveal it to us. Um, we're definitely heard what you shared, and uh, we, we we don't really want to take sides on this issue. That's a, yeah, no, this isn't for sides. It was just yes. more to clear the yeah. Yes, of course. But we just want to remind everyone that Reality Alert is a neutral party on the issue. Yes, please, yes. Do please, not, everyone. And, and reality you, Alert. Yeah is a neutral party on the issue. We know they half the cast Mia, is watching right him. now. We are a neutral party. Okay. <laughs> Reality Alert has nothing to do with any of this. We just do hey, interviews. Listen, listen I'm going to say this too. Do not shame the girl. Everybody makes mistakes. She cheated. I cheated. We both cheated. Do not shame the girl. Do not I, shame I, her. I'm, I may not be cool with her right now, but I still don't want her to go down the wrong mental path so it's like do not shame why, her why didn't you guys i it just seems like there were so many red flags in your relationship in general like why didn't you guys uh break up sooner <laughs> yeah, why did you i gotta be colorblind i gotta be colorblind i gotta be because they looked fucking green to me they were mm. all green flags i saw green flags everybody else saw red ones i gotta be colorblind i gotta go to the eye doctor Maybe relationships just aren't good for you two right now in your life. Maybe take a break. <laughs> yeah. You should be a priest. She should be a nun. You know, maybe that's the way that <laughs> yes, you could go. Okay, priest and nun. Let's roll with that. <laughs> I have a really important question for you. On your first date with Mia, the one where you played like cornhole or something weird, um, you said that at 31 years old, you have a small window left to have kids and a family. Uh, what did you mean by that? Are you afraid of your sperm drying up? Like what is, uh, going on? You know, you don't, men don't usually lose sperm, you know? So I'm looking at it more at the aspect as I want to be the 60 year old dad with a 10 year old. Okay. That's where I was coming from. Just checking. You know what I mean? It was more like I wanted to have like so how I look at it is five. So that's that's three years from now for me. If I have a kid 
five, that kid is 15, I'll be 50, which is like, it's t- because I'm very athletic. I'm big into sports. If I have a son or a daughter, I want to play sports with them. If I'm over 50 and like I already have a bum knee, ACL, MCL, meniscus, surgery on one knee. Well, after 50, it's going to be pretty hard to be doing these sports things with one bad knee already. You know, and 15 is that like high school time where if they're going to be a sports player, that's the moment. Like that's when you're going to be made. It's If you're into sports, it's like high school sports, that's it. 15, 14 is when you're a freshman in high school. That's not the, the answer team. I expected at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm to, saying. I'm, sorry, I'm a nice guy. I'm, sorry, I'm a nice that's, guy. That's why you were so afraid of having kids past the age of 31 is because you wanted to play sports, sports. with them. <laughs> it's, it's so you could beat people in sports. Yeah. So you could beat your children in sports. So yeah. <laughs> can't you wanted me. to go one-on-one <laughs> with your daughter in the driveway. And block all of her shots. That's what you want, huh? Man, <laughs> R.I.P. Kobe. But look at what he did with his daughters. <laughs> Mine. Um. It's now that you've fun. learned that men can fake orgasms, have you been practicing? <laughs> yes. I mean, I've been considering getting a sponsorship with Trojan since you know you guys hooked me up with that. Thanks, by the way. I'll no problem percent on that one. Um, but uh, you, know, you guys pretty much nailed it with the condom thing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a scare. Okay, there's a reason why that happened. Okay, my first time, my first experience losing my virginity the girl was allergic to latex and that's all i'm gonna say things swell up when you have allergies Uh uh-huh i never i never used one again after that (laughs) if if, if anybody wants a fill-in on this uh on our podcast uh when uh uh during then you get over there During the douche take, Danny said that uh, <laughs> he wasn't aware that men could fake orgasms, and I supposed that it was because he uh, didn't use condoms. And now uh, we're learning that this is correct. Confirmed. <laughs> we confirmed that you hit the nail on the head. Man. You hit the fucking nail on the head. We're such good podcasters. Oh my God. <laughs> Then being like, you know, blind boy that just doesn't use condoms. I see a condom, I'm scared. It's like I almost so you're lost the my perfect, buddy down you're the there, perfect so. sponsor for Trojan then. Clearly. That's what I yeah. said, man. So I will throw you guys percentages if it works out that way. Wow. I got you guys. It became possible because of use. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Y'all better make this the opening line. This be I mean, I'm, sur- I'm, kind of, I'm kind of surprised you haven't had kids by age 31 yet. I'm kind of surprised now. Yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> I'm strong, baby. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. When you said you were an open book, you really meant it, huh? That's <laughs> <what> it <was. laughs> 
show too, man. Real. Real recognizes real. I keep it real. Whether it makes me look bad or makes somebody else look bad, I'm gonna keep it 100 always. But um, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real right now. I also don't have a lot of sexual partners. Relationships. So I lost my virginity at like 16, and I dated that girl for like two years. Then I broke up with her, got into another relationship, a seven-year relationship. That's the one that I was the piece of shit with. That I uh, famously I was a piece of shit. Um, then me and her broke up. I stayed single for like six months, and then I hopped into another relationship, which is the one I was engaged in. Once the engagement ended. I hopped into the other two relationships that I got cheated on, moved to Miami, was celibate for seven months in Miami, and then went on the show. So I really don't, so that's kind of the reason why I don't have a kid at 31, because I'm not out here sleeping with everyone, but when I do sleep around, no, I do not use a condom. <laughs> well, we appreciate your sexual history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very small. It's small. <laughs> <laughs> that's for your honesty not for your lack of safe sex just <laughs> yeah. uh, this We're is for your you. this is for your lack of safe sex <laughs> those are all your future kids booing you, by the way. <laughs> i'm gonna say though i do get std te- tested after every partner that is a major thing that's what I wanted. Thank you. Mom, don't watch this. Yeah. It's the weirdest interview we've ever done. Uh, when Mike you better get subscribers. Back to FYI Island. Uh, not that this wasn't relevant. Uh, when Mikey D was... Uh, was re- <laughs> when it was revealed that he was an f boy and he was sent home and the whole like he, he he revealed that he had a girlfriend was true thing how fucked did you think you were i was fucked yeah i was fucked it wasn't how fucked i was fucked because now i just lost trust in my best friend in the house denarius so that was like my that was my like secure lock like my safety blanket if anything ever happened with me and mia like a problem I'd go to T and T would take care of it for me. So after endorsing Mikey for four weeks and swearing up and down that he didn't have a girlfriend, because he did not have a girlfriend and it comes out later on in the show in uh, Limbro that he did break up with her prior to the show, which is what he told me. Oh yeah. What I told (laughs) Tamarez. So it was like, dude, you fucked me for nothing because it was a lie. (laughs) But, um... Tamara's, that was it. Me and Tamara, it's not that me and Tamara's friendship was over. Me and her still talk, we still joke around, but the whole I'll help you, you help me situation was gone after that. Um, Mia came out and was like, it looks like a Garrett Casey situation, you know, an F boy being best friends with an F boy. Well, no, a guy, you being best friends with an F boy who came on the show with a girlfriend kind of makes you an F boy. And I was like, and like I said, I never denied or confirmed that I was or wasn't an F-boy. So I was like, hey, just because Mikey has a girlfriend and because Mikey's an F-boy, you know, doesn't determine what I am. I said, roll with me and you'll see at the end of the show what I am. And that's how we went. So Mikey D having a girlfriend, it put me down for a minute. Well, having a fake 
girlfriend, I guess you could say. I don't know what it is. But me and T lost T lost trust with me there. And like I said, Mia put the Casey Garrett, you know, thing on my head. So Mikey fucked me when he did that. But maybe he'll take me to Paris. Who knows? Were you like confident that you'd be able to like work it out with Mia? Like what was uh we've been working we've been That was this- my moment. That was yeah. my moment where I was like, fuck, I may actually be going home now. Okay. Like, that was it. No, like I was legitimately nervous there. That I was more nervous in that point than when I was actually on the elimination. Oh, okay. Like, like I was more nervous. I was embarrassed. After Mikey D announced he had a girlfriend, I became nervous. Because that's when, at, because in the beginning, I didn't really have feelings for me like that. I didn't really, she was just a physical attraction at that point. I was like, oh, she's mm-hmm. hot. And um, now at this point in the game, me and Mia are like a relationship. You know, me and Pete are the top two dogs for Mia. And now I'm like, fuck, this man just said he had a girlfriend. I'm going to get sent home now because I endorsed him. So that's like the one time I was actually nervous about being sent home. Yeah. Like, even the finale, I wasn't nervous. I thought I had it in the bag in the finale. I wasn't even nervous at the finale. I was confident at the finale. And shit, don't be too too confident, I guess. Or I just gotta learn. I gotta I gotta learn from Mercedes. He's gotta teach me. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, when the panic attack happened. Did like a producer come grab you and say, "Hey, we we need you," or did you hear that she was having a pan attack and did you go down there? So, during that elimination, the entire elimination, her foot was going like this a million miles, the entire time. Yeah, we and saw that on the show. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at her from. So I didn't get picked. I wasn't up for elimination. It was Pete and Dwayne. So I'm sitting behind them, and she's looking at me. And I'm telling her, calm down, breathe, calm down, breathe. Cause I could see it. I saw it all over her face. I saw her foot. I saw it all. And I was like, breathe, breathe. And then she sent Dwayne home and then the girls leave. And then producers come up to me and I really genuinely was like, yo, is Mia good? Like I was asking. good. And um, they're like, yeah, she's fine. Don't worry about it. And then they came up to me and like, Hey, Mia wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Okay, now she just sent Dwayne home, who's a nice guy, who's been up her ass the entire show. I'm sitting here in my head, self-destructing. Fuck, she's going to call me down there, send me home, and bring Dwayne back. And that's why I say that clip, is she mad at me? I'm like, what is she, is, is Mia mad at me, I say, or some shit like that, I said. And it was because, in my head, producers are telling me to go talk to her. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting sent home right now. I'm like, now this is, this is not the elimination after Mikey D's girlfriend, the next elimination. Mm-hmm. So it's only two eliminations yeah. apart. So I'm sitting here now, Dwayne just admitted he was a nice guy. I'm like, fuck, the whole Mikey D thing is about to backfire on me right now. I'm like, let me go downstairs, talk to this girl, see what she wants. I walk in the room to Mary's and Luis are sitting on the couch. I'm like, hey, what's up guys? And they just point in the room. So I'm still thinking I'm in trouble. I'm like, fuck, like, what's about to go on? And when I turn in the room and I saw the oxygen mask on her and the medic there, I just instantly snapped into like, you know, I guess dad mode, you could say. And I was like, 
take care of her. And that's what I did. So it wasn't that I was out looking for her. I knew something was wrong with her, but producers called me to come down there and check on her. But they didn't tell me why. I had no idea why I was going down there. Why you do you think? Uh, why do you think um, the producers asked you to go down? So she asked for me. Oh, she asked for you. Oh, okay. 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 For me. Gotcha. Yeah, she asked gotcha. for Danny. She asked for me. Yeah. So why you? So, why do you think she um, asked for you? Because she was in love with me. Like okay. Yeah. At that point, like that's what I'm saying. Like the lead that Mercedes had is what I had on the show. Like she wouldn't. It would. It would be mind-boggling if she asked for somebody else to come get her, like to take care of her. Like that's the point of our relationship we were at. Like, okay. it was me. Like, I was the guy. And I don't know if it was the mansplain that fucked me up or her just, like I said, wanting, like, a little bit of clout that, oh, I left with Peter Park. I don't know what made her pick Peter. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to... the fact that we continued a relationship after the show. So it's like, I don't understand what her mindset was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm relieved that she asked for you because in terms of the show... We were kind of assuming that the producers just grabbed you and had you go talk to her for like a plot point because we were like, why wouldn't one of the other women talk to her? Or like, why wasn't it Peter who seemed so much closer to her at the time than you, you know, especially with the whole Mikey fuck up? It kind of rubbed us the wrong way. The idea like Like, the producers, it's it's actually a huge relief to uh, to hear this, to be be honest. She she asked for me. She asked for me. But producers made it like I was in trouble. Like, to me, the producers didn't, like, say, like, hey, Mia's asking for you. She's having a panic attack. They were like, hey, Mia wants to talk to you. Well, of course, they need you need the element of surprise for the cameras. Exactly. They're still, they're still exactly. doing the fucked up reality TV shit. It's, yeah. It can't be 100%, you know, benevolent on their part. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what happened with that. That was, she asked for me, and I had no idea what was going on. Uh, let's get to the non-elimination ceremony when you have to reveal that you're an F-boy. What's going through your head as this is going on? So, I knew, like I said, I wanted to come on the show as a nice guy. So, I knew exactly what, how I was going to handle that. I had it strategic, I had that strategically set up perfect. Now, what they did on the show and what they did in filming is two different things. I was the last person to reveal. Oh. I was the last person to reveal. So, what they did is they had everybody reveal and... um. Peter went. Mia mentioned that in her interview, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she did. So Peter went. It was Peter was the last. So the last three was Peter casing me. So they had Peter go, and Peter announced he was an F boy. And that's when Mia gets up and walks away, crying. So Mia's reaction to me saying I was an F boy is actually her reaction to Peter saying he was an F boy. And I see. Hmm. And P and Mia's reaction to Peter is her reaction to me revealing. They switched it the whole thing around. So so Peter announces he's an F boy, and then it's just me and Casey. Nice guy F boy to keep the cliffhanger. They have Casey go up there. Casey announces he's a nice guy. In that moment, everyone knows I'm an F boy now. I didn't even have to reveal anymore because it was six nice guys, six F boys. Two guys left. There's only one spot each. Casey announces he's a nice guy. That's it. Danny's an F boy. 
So that's why her reaction to me being an F-boy wasn't that whole crying scene. Because mm. she already knew at that point that I was an F-boy. I didn't have to get up there and say it. It was confirmed. Everybody knew. As soon as Casey announced, everybody knew I was it. So I go up there after. Now, everybody's went. I went up there. And, um, you know, I just gave my speech and told her what it was about. And, you know, that's that. So... Yeah. Was was it looming in your head how it might look coming from that scene of the panic attack and you comforting her and then like shortly thereafter revealing that you're an F boy? Were you uh was that in your mind at all? No. Okay. No. Yeah. It wasn't. Because when you're when you're in it, you're not really thinking you're just thinking about going forward. Everything's mm-hmm. going forward. You know, I'm not I wasn't like, oh well, you know. I just saved her at the panic attack, so that's going to save me at the reveal. It, that wasn't even a process. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. So this whole story that you concocted about how, like, you're an F-boy now because, like, women have hurt you in the past. Do you really be- Did you really believe that about yourself, or was that just because you had to make a story up because... But, but oh, did- no, that's... That's legit. Like when I said, oh, okay. I, like I told you guys before, when I moved down to Miami, I was legitimately celibate for seven months. I did not want to even talk to women. I wanted nothing to do with them. I didn't trust them. Yes. Like I was over it. Like not that I was over women, but I was over yes. dating. Like I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this again. And that's why like the whole show thing, I was like, I don't even want to do the show. I was like, no, I'm not about it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then, like I said, my whole situation with my ex-girlfriend occurred and I was like, fuck it. Let me go on the show. And you know, I, I, like I said, I had walls up. There was no shot yeah. I was going to be dating anybody. Like, yes. I went on the show for the clout. I went on the show to fuck with Mikey D. Me and Mikey D were going to pop off, and that was all it was for me. Yes. And then feelings got real. And I was like, wow. And every time I was with her, a wall got broke down. A wall got broke down. She started telling me she loved me on the show, which they don't show at all, which I don't know why they don't show it at all. But, um, like, she was saying I love you daily to me. It was like, uh, okay, mm. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Okay. I'll Were you see saying you I love you back? Love you. I was. Okay. Yes, I was. So it began with, so did you guys, you obviously saw the whole season. So you remember when Casey says, I love you to Tamaris? Uh, yeah. Yes. And then in his scene, he goes. Amazing moment. <laughs> he goes, elephant shoes. Yes. So he's making fun of me and Mia in that moment. Elephant shoes is him making fun of me and Mia. Because that's how me and Mia started it. It was elephant shoes. It wasn't I love you. It was elephant shoes. Elephant shoes you too. Elephant shoes too. So what it is 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 that when you what mouth it, it looks like I love you. Yeah, or like olive juice, they say. Yes, yes, yes. Olive juice, elephant shoes. So that's what it was. So Casey's making fun of me and Mia because me and Mia used to say elephant shoes to each other every time we would leave each other. So that's why Casey drops that. This is very interesting because a couple on uh, Love Island UK uh, uh, infamously was saying elephant juice uh, this season. So this must be a big thing in the zeitgeist this summer. Wow. (laughs) Were there pinky promises on Love Island UK too? Oh, yes, yes. Gemini's all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have to Damn say, Danny, Gemini's. 
going on reality uh tv to spite an ex-girlfriend that's a huge fuckboy move that is yeah. <laughs> and now you're on here uh, bl- uh telling your whole uh blowing up your whole relationship with with mia it's a very parallel move you know <laughs> don't do me dirty <laughs> very simple you know you say really how i treat you <laughs> holding on to that f boy label danny we got we got to get rid of it <laughs> somewhere <laughs> do you have a clock tattoo oh, oh my god there we go <laughs> Cryptocurrency and a clock tattoo. Benedict was Benedict was right. Everybody's got the clock tattoos. Why do you have a clock tattoo? Benedict said that about me. That that oh, little, it was just about you. That was me. Yeah. That that little crypto crypto and clock tattoos. I smell F boy. He sends it to me and goes, "I fucking wow. love you." I'm like, "I fucking hate you." <laughs> but um, the That's clock funny. tattoo is actually um um you're old to my grandparents as you can see since 1949 over there oh. as well. So oh, it's 410, which is April 10th, 1949. It's my grandparents' anniversary. Oh, that's cute. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Not so fuckboy anymore, is it? No. <laughs> well, like, the other five guys in the house, their clock tattoos are all about, like, Fuck you boys. know, they need, they need more time to have sex with women, like Mia said. So that's what she said. <laughs> no, no. Mine was for my grandparents. Oh, that's very It's their sweet. anniversary. Benedict is a jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody drop Donkey of the Day? Let's go. <laughs> um, so in episode eight was the first time. Uh, I think it's when uh you and me are like making out on the bunk beds, and Peter eventually comes in and he walks in. But this is the first time we see on camera that you are telling her to tell you. To, that that she's gonna pick you in the end. We don't see a pinky promise, but you're like, tell me you're gonna pick me in the end. Are you telling her this all of the time? No. So that was all right. So what happened is, so they don't really show it, but they show it in the trailers. Did you guys see like that? It's a clip of like when we're all dancing on the beach. Me is in like that sports color bathing suit. Tom's in the blue um speedo. I'm in the uh, I have the bandana around my head. And we're dancing, and we're and Tamara's is on Tom's shoulders. Oh yeah, uh-huh. it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a beach scene. So yes. what it was is that day we had like competitions on the beach, tug of war, volleyball, all types of things, and the winners of all the competitions got to go back to the girls' house after. So me, Stacy, and Mercedes were invited back to the girls' house that night, and that was like our first alone time with the girls so i already had like a sleepover casey mercedes and myself already had a sleepover prior to the 24-hour dates so in that sleepover is when mia first like announces her love for me that's when she first tells me i love you and i was shook at first i was like wait what i'm like what do you mean? And she's like, no, like, I really love you. I really want to be with you. I really want a relationship with you. And I'm going to pick you. I pinky promise. I swear on everything I love. I'm not going to pick Pete. There's no chance. So fast forward to that night. I saw her and Peter making out right before she comes and grabs me. 
So when I went into the room, I brought up that night and I'm like, yo, you know, you told me all this shit on the microphone. I understand that, you know, it's a dating show and we're on TV and you still have to film it and all this blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, but I just need to know it's me or not. Like, cause if it's Pete, I'm cool with it. I just need to chill with my feelings. Like my feelings need to hit an mm-hmm. emergency break. And that's all I was looking for. It wasn't a, I need to know right now. Are you picking me? It was more of a, do I pump the brakes or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. because like, would it be against the rules for her to tell you if she was going to pick you yes. in the end? Yes, which is why I don't understand why the producers edit it that way. Because yeah, they're not supposed to. We're not. Yeah, that's what you're talking about <laughs> on our podcast. I was like, she can't tell you. I was like, Danny, why are you that's asking? I was, she can't tell you. That's why I was like, spoiler alert. Used. I was like, I was so confused <laughs> on why they played it like that and they edited it like that because it was literally just like, should I continue to let my feelings out? That's what it was. Okay. Like, it was like one of those things. Like I literally said, like my walls are halfway down. You almost had access to my heart, and that's why at the finale I said, now you finally have full access to my heart. So when did the pinky promise her. happen? Like where in the timeline did you pinky promise? That first 20, the first 24 hour date when I, after the beach party. when we went Oh, back to so that's when it happened. So this yes. was after the pinky promise. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Which is why I was like, I just need to know. Mm-hmm. Are you real? Was that pinky promise real? Everything you said in that night, was it real? Because if it's real, I will continue to let my feelings out. But if it's not real and this is all just a game to you, I'm cool with it. We'll continue to play the game, but I need to guard my feelings back again. I need to bring that wall back up. And that's what that whole conversation was. So how was the second 24-hour date? In what aspect? Just how was it? How was the final date? How were you feeling about the final? Oh, date? Did you already feel so like it was she, bad. She said she got sick uh, off uh, with the off-roading. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't the off-roading. It was, I fucking, ooh. This is one pet peeve I do have with the editors. And I was so mad about it. So remember when I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, wow, I love ice cream. I wish I had ice cream the whole time. I should have been asking for ice cream. I don't know if y'all saw that. It was when we wake up in the morning. I'm in bed with Mia. What? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, thank God. I hated that moment. I'm like, wow, they made me look like such a fat fuck. I'm literally like we literally <laughs> we literally wake up in the morning and it's me and her laying in bed. I'm holding her and I literally say so. She says to me, she says that ice cream got me sick, but they didn't edit, they edited that part out. Oh, I don't she even got, remember we had that. ice cream. So we had ice cream in between the off roading and the jacuzzi. They gave us like an ice cream sundae date that they didn't oh, show. Me okay. and her had an ice. So the ice cream got her stomach fucked up. So when we're in the jacuzzi, I'm drinking champagne. She's drinking straight orange juice to try and get like the her stomach better. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then when it cuts, the next cut after the jacuzzi is me and her waking up in bed together. I'm holding her and I go, I love ice cream. I wish I had ice cream now. Why haven't I been asking for ice cream? And I'm just like, <laughs> you're so in your own head about this danny i, yeah, I don't danny, even not, remember i don't even remember I, I remember this now i just remember being like this guy's really out of shape i mean he really needs to hit the gym that's what i that's what i thought hey i hit the gym when i came back man i i no, was you very, look good very you look good yeah no, danny you look body, great. Di- body dysmorphia was a bitch when you're standing next to tom yeah <laughs> Tom um, makes everybody look bad, huh? Oh my god! <laughs> I would just look at him. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'll start starving myself. So, Danny, Mia infamously said this uh, during the off-roading portion. He's going to be with you till, you know, whenever he decides to die first because he's older. Did you and Mia ever talk about how you were going to die first and how did you feel about it? Yeah. No, we never spoke about that. We did speak about she. She consistently made fun of me for my age, but it's cool. I loved it. I thought it was funny as how I make fun of myself for my age. I mean, one, I don't think I look my age. I don't think I look thirty-two years old. Anybody that asked, they were all like, "Oh, you're thirty-two. You look like you're twenty-six. And I'm like, "Thanks," but um, but uh, yeah, no, we never spoke about me dying first. So I don't know where that came from, but I think that was hysterical. That made great TV. I love that. Yeah, that was hysterical. Yeah. I thought, and then when I heard you guys, I was in tears. I, I, I did wonder when you made the comment of you having not as much time to have kids. I wondered if that was the reason because you were going to no. die young. Yeah. <laughs> a, witch, a witch put a curse on me. I only have a few years left. I have <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was all her. She did that by herself. That was yeah. funny, though. I got to give her that. That was funny. So the final date, it's romantic. You you feel like you have this in the bag. Peter's not gonna P- Peter's not gonna pull anything off on his final date. Because the show, it was like in the show, we were just it like it was like slam dunk Peter. Yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. It looked like Peter had it in the bag since day one. And he did have it in the bag on day one, but then I took over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Going into the so so based on what we know now, you thought you were gonna win. You had made a pinky promise. You were gonna, you were gonna split the hundred k. Going into the show, like day one, did you ever consider keeping the hundred k? I'd be lying to you if I said no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, obviously, the mentality was secure the bag. That was the mentality. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't trust women. I didn't believe women. I was like, I'm done with this shit. That's a hundred K in my pocket if I can get to the end. And that was my mentality. It's a lot but, of NFTs you can buy, right? Hell yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Money out a lot of Dogecoins in your hell bank. Dogecoin. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but that's why I was like, I was all about the money. But like to piggyback what Katie said in your interview, once you're in it, it's like, how could you take the money from the person? Like they did it. Like they survived this whole thing with you. We did it together. It was an experience. It's just like you're really like going so on it, the show. I don't know who the women are. I don't know who they are. So like, fuck you. I want the money. Once so you it really has nothing become... to do with what the producers did to Garrett in season one. That's not looming in the back of everybody's minds. That oh, if I take the hundred k, the producer's going to take it back from me. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else, but in the back of my mind, it was more of a. I well, I genuinely wanted to be with Mia. Like I genuinely was splitting the money with her with the intentions on getting 100K because we were going to be together. So it didn't matter to me whether I split the money with her or not because I genuinely thought we were leaving together and starting, you know, a life. So it didn't uh, matter to me. With all due Splitting respect, you, you, with all due respect, you all are nuts. Uh, you all should have taken the hundred k. I don't understand why none of I, you wanted to take the hundred k. Well, uh, how, like, how often do relationships work out from a reality show? Really? How, like, never. almost never, right? Never. And Maybe and you're 1%. gonna be, lo- you, uh, all, everybody's gonna be looking back 
a year later when when they don't have that relationship anymore and go why didn't i take that 100k that's a lot of money uh you know i just i'm so confused by it danny I'm yeah, so love confused. isn't real money is <laughs> I'd, i mean kind of so what it is is it's like a bubble dude you're in this fucking circle and it's you gotta you're not talking to anybody else you're not texting anyone you're not calling anybody you're not instagramming somebody dming them nothing so it's like this becomes your life like you're stuck in the mindset that okay i'm in this house with these people forever like i'm fighting for this girl's love forever and like you're not thinking about oh shit, i'm gonna go back into the real world with 100k you're thinking i need to win i need to leave with this girl and yeah. i'm if splitting the money with her is gonna get me her i'll do it and that's the mentality once i came back from the show and i'm in the real world and i'm paying rent again and i'm doing bills i'm like fuck that 100k would have been helpful shit, fuck that 50k would have been helpful at this point but you know it's it's the the people who live in different states too is another thing i'm like how do you how do you take the 50 when you know you're in different states long distances relationships almost never work reality tv relationships never work why not take the 100k i don't know i'm just maybe i'm crazy so <laughs> i quit my job i quit my job because i was an electrician in miami when i first moved down here i was doing electric for like a month or two down here i and knew I quit it my job i quit my job with intentions on if i met somebody i'd move to the state that they lived in okay wow wow sheesh that was my intentions and i told producers that and that's why i said like i yo I may look like the F boy and I was the F boy in the past, but my intentions on this show were legit. Like I legit, I quit my job with intentions on moving. If fucking Mia lived in Idaho, I would have moved to Idaho. If Mia stayed in Delaware, I would have went to Delaware. Like I did. All right. No like, one is worth moving to Idaho. No yeah, I'm one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> okay. And that is very diamond hands. I got to say that is diamond hands. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are going to be listening to this like googling like dogecoin diamond diamond hands, hands. <laughs> <laughs> to um, the moon what's to the moon are we going yeah. to the moon again top <laughs> shot what is top shot <laughs> <laughs> danny what did you think about when uh tamaris took the 100k what was your reaction i wasn't there i was i know but when you heard about it oh i was like that's my girl she did everything. Good for her. Were you Good surprised? For her. No, you weren't. I was surprised because the option was on the table. I had no idea that option was on the table. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised. If anyone was going to do it, it was her. She was the one that really was like, she was clear about it. Like, she was very, very clear that, you know, if the relationship isn't there, I'm not for it. I'm not going to force a relationship to work. She was very clear about it. She was very clear about, you know, family and kids, even though like there's medical reasons why she can't have children, there's always adoption, there's always surrogate. And she was very clear that she didn't want any of that. So it was like, it was like right in front of your face, like for mm. anybody, like it was right there. It was so obvious. Like, I don't know. I kind of. That's kind of why me and Tamaris went on the friendship bound because I went right off the rip. I'm like, yo, I'm looking for a family. I want marriage. I want this, this, this. And she was, I don't want any of that. I'm like, we're going to be friends. Cool. And she was like, friends. Yes. Yeah. 
I, so that's I, why I'm saying, like, me and Tamara's, we chopped that up. I knew, I knew Tamara's was, you know, a businesswoman. Yeah, it mm. was very interesting to have somebody on a dating show, we thought, very early on, despite all the F-girl things that she said, who didn't want marriage or kids, especially when that came out at the mansplain. I was like, this is very interesting. Oh, Everybody yeah, we loved it. show always wants marriage or kids. This is very is, unique. This yeah, is we very loved it. progressive. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is very and that unique. was the reason why me and her became friends right off the rip, because it was like, wait incompatible that doesn't add up I'm like, yeah also, add yeah up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh did you feel bad for nico and casey or were you like whatever no they're good <laughs> they're good as you see casey has a girlfriend again yeah right same right girlfriend. we've um same girlfriend yeah. so you know and why? I was always curious. Was it the is it the this same is... girlfriend from season one too? Okay. Yes. So they yes. got a so they got a system it. in place, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's the same one from season one. Oh, that's so funny. And then wh- so, why? Why didn't you feel bad for Nico? Fuck Nico. He's a fuckboy. <laughs> oh, you think Nico's a fuckboy too? Tamara's thought he was too. So remember, wow. I said in the beginning, me and Nico used to joke around all the time. Like we had like a little bit of a beef. I would always call him a fuckboy. Always. I'm like, you're a fuckboy. I see it. I could say I I I could read it. I know it. You're a fuckboy. So when he announces, when he gets eliminated, they don't show it. But he turns around and looks me dead in the face and he goes and turns back around. He goes, I'm a nice guy. I was like To anybody on audio, uh Danny did like a, a stare and a nod. He looked me dead in the face. But out of I all don't understand. Dudes, he has a shirt that says "Nice Guy" on it. I don't. He understand. was on our podcast, and he was so cordial. Adamant. Yeah. Now, well, he, he was adamant about being a nice. Who we don't know what the truth is because reality alert is neutral. Next, we're gonna hear he's a Cubs fan and not a White Sox fan. Jeez, like you said. <laughs> Y'all need to tune into a White Sox game when he's at it. He gets the seats behind the like behind the catcher, and he hackles the shit out of people. <laughs> Dude, it's his step. If you go on Twitter, there's a whole Twitter. Now that's F boy energy. That's... Yeah, I was just about Yo. to play that sound yeah, boy. That's please do. Crazy. <laughs> he abuses these people. Like that's F boy energy. <laughs> Their fans tweeting about him. Get this fucking kid out from behind there. Security, take him out. Take him out. Yo, he him and his friends much. are hysterical. Hysterical. But um, Nico's... of course you and I love that because we're from New York. We're like, yeah, give people hell, torture them psychologically. I'm like, that's so, that's... So that's so funny. It's so funny. We should throw trash at them too. Yeah. It was a culture shock for me when I lived in Brooklyn for seven years and went to Yankees games. Uh, coming from Colorado, I was like, we don't do this at Coors Field. This is crazy. You bum. <laughs> you bum. Ruthless. Dude, the best one was the best one that I saw. It was a Yankees fan. It was a Yankees fan. He had a shirt on. And it was, um, I don't, I think it might have been Garrett Cole when Garrett Cole was still playing for the Astros. Dude. It literally said, no, it was Granky. It was Zach Granky. That's who it was. It was Zach Granky. And it said, I fucked Zach Granky's wife. And this oh, man, God. 
sat above the bullpen and just held the shirt over the bullpen. And Zach Greinke just stood there like this. Just stared straight ahead. It would not. And he's like, Zach, look. And he's just waving the shirt. I'm like, yo, Yankee fans are ruthless. They're We're insane. Ruthless. They're insane yeah, people. Insane. <laughs> Out of control. Out of control. It's like you what... do not want to mess with a Yankee fan. Yeah, I know. It's like what drives you to do this? It's like so ins- no it's idea. like I know. It's like it's like a hobby. It's like what's the most disturbed thing I can do with my life? The Add a Yankee game. Yeah. It's like, like I paid a hundred it's like I paid two hundred dollars for a ticket so I can torture someone. No, it's it's like <laughs> it's honestly I it's like I paid two hundred dollars for a ticket to see how long I could stay in the stadium. Yeah, like, how long can I stay? Out. Yeah, start the stopwatch. Let's see if I get banned right. for life. <laughs> That's it, yeah, can I get banned for life? Can I go downstairs to Billy's after I get thrown out of stadium or no? <laughs> oh man, I have this is just like this news about Nico's got me flustered. I just can't. We need to interview the whole cast, figure out if Nico, we need to take a vote. I want to see that side of Nico. I, I want to see that. It sounds so fun. Oh, it's such a good time, that Nico. <laughs> that Nico is fun. I love that Nico. That's what I was saying earlier. Like I said earlier on in the podcast, if Nico brought that side of himself to the show, I would have loved him. I would have <laughs> loved him on the show. That's okay. I love Nico off the show. What was Nico like in the club after the finale? We were going. We were... Me, Casey, and Nico had a good time in the club. We were dancing, partying. It was, it was very f boyish. Okay, that's what Tavares thought uh, too. That's what, that, that's what <laughs> she said. He, he said he was very respectful and calm. <laughs> All right. All right. Nico, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. We love you, man. Love we're you, just Nico. getting different sides of the story. We're we're journalists. <laughs> we're, we're very highly respected journalists. We're neutral. Reality alert is neutral. <laughs> I need Nico to come back to Miami. We do a podcast in Miami in the club, and you can figure it out for yourself. Yeah, we gotta come down. We're gonna do investigative journalism. <laughs> Let's sit there with the camera. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll do it in a party bus. Uh, yeah. yeah, bang bus, <laughs> a party bus? bus. Yeah, I mean, if we're going yeah. to Miami, we'll do, we'll do the bang bus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. hashtag bang bus. We'll do it all. Well, this is terrible. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This interview has really I'm gone to a lot of back. places. I'm, I'm hearing yeah, myself. Yes. I'm getting some yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing myself. Can we fix that. <laughs> well, Danny, this oh. has been an amazing hour and a half interview that has gone places no interview has gone uh, before. I told you I was going to give you it. We've you... learned a lot about you, <laughs> and some things we didn't really want to know. So. <laughs> 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 we all got a little bit closer today yes yeah. we did yes we did <laughs> danny where can people find you on the internet because i'm sure they they really want to now so my instagram is at danny louisa uh, two n's two y's two s's two a's and um i have facebook 
it's under my name as well. TikTok is the same as my Instagram handle. I go live on TikTok all the time and uh, I answer questions. I hang out, talk to people, uh, zodiac signs, mental awareness, anything y'all want to talk about. I do it on TikTok live all the time. But um, if you guys need to get in touch with me, definitely um, Instagram. But if you're just looking to go on live, I'm on TikTok. I do Cameo as well. Um, that's about it. It's all, all my handles are the same. It's all my name, just my name. Cool. Awesome. Yep. And uh, if you've enjoyed this interview, be sure to check out the rest of them on the Reality Alert YouTube page, or you can check us out on Spotify or Apple. Uh, our YouTube page is youtube.com slash reality alert. Uh, and you can check out all of our F-Boy Island coverage on patreon.com slash reality alert. And uh, that's about it. So uh, we'll catch you guys uh, later for any of our other coverage of the challenge or other reality shows. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Stay rascally. Bye. Bye. See you later. It's the place you go when you finish your show. We're your two best friends. Our names are Max and Ben. We're self-proclaimed television experts. It's reality alert. F-boy, F-bye.